Okay, here's the thing. Every time I, I start the podcast, I say, hello, in what I find to be the most annoying voice to ever to ever grace the, the state of the of the world, the state of the union. So I've decided I'm just going to start talking. There's going to be no introduction. There's going to be no um, greeting of like, where I, I <clears throat> decide, excuse me, I decide that there is uh, a necessary inflection um, to be presented. So uh, this is this is real. This is it. So hello and welcome to what I've figured out very recently is uh, actually the 11th episode of the podcast. I believe last episode, I thought it was the, for some reason, only the 9th when it was the 10th, which is uh, quite embarrassing uh, because I've, I'm really not at an episode number high enough for me to uh, really excuse me forgetting what number episode we're at. So I, I do apologize. Also, I mean, 10 is, just seems like a big number that I really missed out on you know, celebrating. So we're going to pretend that this is the the tenth episode, just so that I can really give it the um, the 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 celebration that it deserves. So ten episodes we have, well now eleven, but again remember this is the tenth one. A lot to look back on. We've done a lot. We've um, we've talked about nothing. We've talked about something. We've talked about our bowel movements. We've talked about um, snacks that should come back. We've talked about snacks that shouldn't come back. We've talked about stuff that's been discontinued. We, again, talked about stuff that should be discontinued. Um, I mean, hey, here's to the next 10, where I'm sure we'll do not much more than what we did in the first 10 episodes. So, I mean, if you're liking what you're hearing, great news for you. If you're not liking what you're hearing, you know, maybe check back around episode 21, and we might have, you know, figured out a new format, a new formula, some new topics. But, I mean, this is what we're working with at the, at the current moment. But nonetheless, thank you for joining me for another episode, another week. These weeks really come faster. I swear Thursdays come faster than the other days of the week. Does anyone ever think that? You're like, I feel like I've lived three Mondays since the last Friday. And then you look at the calendar and you're like, oh, that's actually not the case. I think I would have blamed daylight savings for that. Or or like leap year. I never understood leap years. I don't really understand how, like, we all think there's, you know, 24 hours in a day. 365 days in a year, when really, some days there's 25 hours in the day, you know, once a year, and then there's 23 hours in the day, another once a year. So I guess two out of 365 days is messed up hours. But then when that with the leap year, I don't know if with the, I think, okay, with the leap year, this is very important for us to establish here. If there's only a February, is it 29th? every seven years, so we must gain a year. So some years there's 366 days, which makes completely, absolutely no sense. I also wonder if calendars for leap years are more expensive because you get an extra day, something we need to look into. If that's the case, I will be making custom, nobody asked for this podcast, uh, calendars only available on leap years. I'm basically a marketing genius. Okay, now that we've established that, let me set the scene as I try and do. It is a a crisp 7.46 a.m. You know, the sun is, is, is slowly coming up. I don't know if anyone else has been noticing, but, you know, the, the daylight hours are getting a bit not what they used to be. I think the sun's starting to go down around, you know, an 8 o'clock, coming up a little bit later. The sun is sleeping in a little bit more. 
I wish I was doing the same, but no, I'm up at literally 6.30 a.m. Actually, really weird. I woke up at like 2 a.m. this morning and just could not go back to sleep. Just decided it wasn't wasn't in my cards to go to sleep. I eventually did go to sleep at 4, so it wasn't as bad as a few months ago when I woke up at 3 and my brain was just on. Actually, funnily enough, I think that was the day... We recorded the first podcast and that was when we like really cared and I had to like lug a backpack full of equipment and like our mic stands and our headphones. I've detailed all of this very extensively because as I like to say, um, after all of that, figuring out the equipment and stuff and, and, you know, trying to download all the softwares and I did like curbside pickup at Best Buy to be fancy. Um, I'm literally recording this on my phone and have been for the past like three or four. And I think we did like two or three on Zoom in the middle of that chunk. Um, so really, it was all for naught. But yeah, that was that the, the day I woke up at three o'clock in the morning was the day we recorded the first podcast. So really, um, that was a very notable day by all accounts. So let me just, you know, coming out the gate, we addressed the first elephant in the room of me thinking that last episode you know, welcoming you to the ninth episode when it was really the 10th. So that's, you know, the first elephant that we've cleared out of here. The second elephant is, um, I'm sure everyone was waiting in anticipation to figure out what the theme of this episode was. As I teased it last week, saying how I had this great idea for this, you know, thing that I was going to do. I think I might have even encouraged people to, to turn off the episode for that week and just save their listening ears for this week. Um, I'm going to be really honest in saying that I, I remembered that I had this idea um, about five minutes before I started recording this. And just because I'm very committed to doing a thorough job, I decided we're going to, we're going to push that one back uh, to a later date. Maybe next week, maybe not. Maybe, but maybe. I mean, you never know. I mean, it could have been this week, but it wasn't. So it could be next week. I'm really keeping you on your toes. You know, I would say that that is my job as in, um, what is the word, entertainer? You know, you never know what I'm going to do next. I could go left, I could go right, do a little zigzag, up, down. I could think that I uploaded the podcast to Spotify by 8 a.m. on a Thursday, you know, when the podcast comes out. Check it for, you know, at least once an hour for the next maybe eight or so hours and realize that it's not uploading. Um, Almost call the Spotify helpline and say, what the hell? Um, and then realize that it was actually my own doing and my own fault. I didn't upload the file properly. Um, I could do that, or I could upload it properly. You know, that might have happened last week, and it might not happen this week. Again, you'll never, you'll never know with me. You'll really never know. And it's not me being unprofessional. It's me being an entertainer, obviously. It's like a part of my gig, you know? Yeah, so I, I hope everyone's had a good week. We're going to do a, a couple updates from the last episode. Um, obviously Zeller's coming back was historic. And I have to say, when I recorded that episode, I had just heard the news. It was fresh off the, um, you know, the newspapers that are all online and not paper anymore. Um, so I really, I don't think I had digested, ingested, um, enzymes, microbiomes, gut flora, that information. Um, so I actually think I was very much understating my excitement for the return of Zellers. So I just really want to take a moment and acknowledge the um, gravity of that announcement that, you know, the historic Zellers is back. So let's just take a moment of silence, right? We're going to, I'm starting now.
the moment is over. Yes, so thank you for joining me in that. Zellers, welcome back. I have to say, the most exciting part about knowing that a new store is coming is that you can be almost guaranteed that at least for the first week of that store opening, there will be actual hand sanitizer in the hand sanitizer dispensers. I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but I feel like all of the stores decided to put the, you know, at the height of COVID about two years ago, they decided to put those little hand sanitation stations, whether it was just one that hung on the wall, one that was at the entrance. Um, some of them were in gel form. Some of them were, you had like a little wipe that you could get and there's a little trash can next to it, like a Purell thing. Um, some automatic, some you had to push, which is really, I got you thinking about it. Is the lid or sorry, not the lid, is the push part of a hand sanitizer bottle like the most disgusting place on earth? Because it's like you touch it when your hands are dirty. So like it's like 100% dirty hands have been on there. Just something to think about. Watch out. You better watch out. You better not cry. But that's actually the problem that I'm getting to because I feel like they all filled them up once and then completely forgot about them because half the time when I go, not even half, probably like 63.896% of the time, arguably 64.386% of the time, when I go and try and get the hand sanitizer out, there's nothing. There's nothing. I think they, they filled them up once and they forgot about them, which, you know, I, I see how you could f- forget about it. So, you know, again, no judgment, but, um, but it is kind of counterproductive, as I said before, to touch what is possibly the most dirty thing on the planet in pursuit of cleaning your hands and then don't get the thing that is supposed to clean your hands. Do you know what I mean? It's like you've touched the dirty nozzle, the dirty push button thing. I just call the button the push thing. I am an English major, as we all know. Maybe, I don't know if I've said that before, but yes, when I can't speak the English language as the queen intended, I actually have a a degree saying that I'm proficient in that skill. So that's how much of a joke the school system can be at times. That was a segue. Um, But yeah, when I touch the push thingy button, I've dirtied my hands and then not been given the substance to clean the dirt off that was on there before and had just become a part of my, the bacterial makeup of my hand. And that's how you word things to add an extra minute to your podcast. The only thing that I do within the English language, either speaking, writing, texting, where you can tell that I was an English major or at least was someone that wrote a lot of papers is how I word things that could be so simple in the most complicated way because I was so used to having to word things the long way to fit the word count. So it's really not my fault. I've been trained this way. I also in high school, um, one year, like, I can't remember what grade, but it was like a higher grade. They, the teacher was like adamant that we not use contractions in essays. And it was kind of hard to get used to it. But once I got used to it, like to this day, I don't write papers anymore, but till the last paper I wrote, like I physically could not put a contraction into my writing. Like I would, I would like automatically take it out. Like I wouldn't even, I would write the long, like could not, not couldn't or shall not, not shan't or shizn't. So it it is funny how stuff like that sticks to you. But back to the hand sanitizer, I feel like they filled it up once and they haven't since. So knowing that there will be a new store that will give us fresh hand sanitizer filled to the brim, I will be there every day until it runs out. 
Zellers, you have my word. Especially if they bring back the restaurants. I don't know if I talked about this in the last episode, but Zellers would have this restaurant in the Zellers. That was in the Zellers. I'm literally like 78 years old. But when they would have the restaurants in Zellers, they had the best chicken strips that I would say rivaled the Costco chicken strips. So I really hope that there are two things in the new Zellers. Zellers Corporation, if you're listening to this, I'm telling you, like, I have my hand to the pulse, my ear to the ground of what the people want. I'm conveying you this message. Hand sanitizer and um, chicken strips. Okay? Speaking of hand sanitizer, my allergies, I don't know if it's just me, but my allergies have been so bad lately that, like, I step outside and get a headache. I'm starting to think maybe it's the heat or maybe I have some sort of like, like maybe it's like a food allergy coming out. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, as I'm sure you've figured out. But something's up. So if anyone else is feeling a little bit stuffy, stuffy when you walk outside. And it's not like, it, like it's for sure when I go outside. Maybe it's the heat. Did I already say that? It might be the heat because it's been pretty hot. But like I'll go outside and it's like headache and my nose starts running. So, and I can usually tell... Like, there's different types of headaches. There's, like, coffee headache or, um, like, stress headache. I don't really get that because um, I, you know, don't really live a, a stressful life um, because literally my only obligation is to this podcast, and I'm literally doing that in a beanbag chair holding my phone. I do, I do have a job, but it's not like, you know, I'm not a lawyer yet. I almost took the LSAT once. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've explained that whole thing. Go back to episode one and then maybe episode six, probably seven, eight as well. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know if any, if we have any, um, what is the allergenists? If you're, if you're an allergist, an allergy doctor, or if you're an ear, nose and throat doctor, um, I hope you hear my cry because I feel like you would have a field day with me as a patient. I have pretty much something wrong with my ears, my nose, and my throat, if not simultaneously, at least two of those three just about every day. Nothing serious, like nothing um, that would uh, propel me to a doctor's office on my own. But if one of you wants to come to me and say, yeah, I can hear your nasally voice, like that's not normal, there's something wrong with you. I'll I'll take the I'll take whatever advice I can get, but I also wonder like, if one day I went to the doctor and they're like, uh, your your nasal voice isn't actually you. It's like you have, you know, something syndrome. Like you have like a actual something going on. I wonder like would I want to fix it, because it's almost like, you know, if you get a nose job like. You don't like you would know how it's going to change your nose going into it, but not until you wake up and you know look in a mirror do you see how it really affects your whole face. So it's like if I change my nasal voice, like what if I liked my nasal voice better? I'm going to have to pretend to have a cold for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? So I feel like let's stick with what we got and you know adjust, pivot accordingly as opposed to completely fix. So maybe I don't want the ear, nose, and throat doctors reaching out to me. Hmm. I'll think about that. Hold off for this week. We'll we'll circle back next week or in a week or two. Episode 20. Okay, give give me these next 10 to be nasally. Episode 21, we'll figure it out. Which speaking of episode 21, I believe in in that time period about 9-10 weeks, we'll have, you know, we'll be well into pumpkin season. We've been doing, you know, if you haven't tuned in the last few episodes or at all, welcome to the show. 
Um, we've been doing Pumpkin Watch 2021. No, we're in 2022. Pumpkin Watch 2022, which is essentially my... It's almost like um, when NORAD tracks Santa. They, you, know, you go on the internet on Christmas Eve and you see, oh, look, Santa's in Brazil. Santa's in um, Puerto Vallarta. And then he, you, know, you figure out when he's going to be at your house, which I've always wondered. Actually, never mind. We're not going to get into that. I don't want to ruin the Christmas magic. Polar Express. Actually, there is a gigantic plot hole in Polar Express that I'm not going to... I'm going to save for one of the Christmas episodes, and I'm going to craft it in a way that is safe for all to hear. So so watch out for that. I am going to write that down in my notes, but I have... like I love Polar Express. If anyone doesn't know, it's a movie about a kid who, on Christmas Eve, here's this train coming outside of his door, which to make this about me really quickly, I actually, in my room, like at night when it's really, really quiet, there's a train like pretty far from my actual house, but close enough that you can hear it. So I would always try and hear the train on Christmas Eve, hoping that it was going to be the Polar Express, but also not hoping that it was going to be the Polar Express because what essentially happens is this kid like gets out of bed, hears the train and like just goes and the train takes him. And it's basically kidnapping because it's just a train of kids, you know, heading to the North Pole, thank God. But I don't believe that the kid did the proper background research. There was no permission slip. There was no like, excuse me, sir, conductor of the train. Who are you and where are you taking me? Like all these kids just kind of got out of their beds onto the train, which is a terrible message to be sending to the youth because it is in fact a kid's movie. But terrible messaging aside, it's a very good movie. But there's some plot holes that again, we'll get into in about two months. We're going to focus on the pumpkins, Christmas trees. We'll get to you in a sec. But continuing Pumpkin Watch uh, 2022, I don't know when the pumpkin patch is open. I'm going to say they'll for sure be open in a month. But then do pump- when did pumpkins start growing? Because I've always been confused by things that grow in the ground but are... Like, they're they're not ripe, but they, like, harvest or whatever during, like, when it's cold. Like, isn't that not when stuff grows? Like, isn't, like, 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 because fruit, for sure, like, summer months, spring, summer months, that's when it's, like, at its peak. But I don't know about, like, pumpkin-y things. We're going to have to look into that. But pumpkin spice, full force. I believe this time next week, the pumpkin spice will be back. I hope to be... Um, sorry, the pumpkin spice latte will be back. I hope to be coming to you live, sipping my pumpkin spice latte that I every year get so excited for. And then every year, remember, um, I actually don't like, but there's some weird, like, do you know how they say that, um, um, when people give birth, like you, your brain like covers up the, the, like traumatic memories, like kind of, and you kind of forget the pain a little bit. I've obviously never given birth and I've never actually read a scientific study that says this, but apparently, allegedly, it happens where your your brain's like, don't remember that that killed, that really hurt, that was at a you know 106 on a 10 level pain scale, because obviously, why would you keep doing that over and over again? So, you know, the brain kind of erases those maybe more painful memories. But I think that happens with me with the pumpkin spice latte because I forget that I don't actually like it. And I like pumpkin. I like spice. I think it's the latte that's the problem. I don't love, I don't love a latte. 
But now they also have, at Starbucks, they have like the cold foam, which they've had for a while. But the last few years, they did a pumpkin cold foam. So I'll normally get, not, and by normally, I mean I did this once and it was good and I'll probably do it again this year, where I got like just a couple espresso shots with the, with the cold foam on top, the pumpkin cold foam. So you get the, the actual coffee part. Um, so you don't get those headaches that I was talking about in the first half of the episode, the episode, the episode, but you get the, the pumpkin autumnal bliss of the, the, the pumpkin cold foam. So I would recommend that. Now, see, maybe the reason I don't love the pumpkin spice latte is because um, every other day of the year, as besides that one day that I get the pumpkin spice latte, I get just like straight up like black iced coffee, um, like no sugar, no cream, like just black iced coffee. And again, iced coffee any day of the year, which here's the thing. It's actually not that weird because people look at you funny when it's, you know, January 17th and I have, you know, my grande light ice, mind you, light ice, iced coffee, not the cold brew. The cold brew tastes a little bit too much. I don't love a cold brew. I don't know why. I think it tastes too much like... Um, there's too much of a flavor profile and normally I'm scared of bland food. I put a lot of like hot sauce and you know some seasoning, some Old Bay, like like, I love a Cajun seasoning, you know, and maybe like a chili lime, but sometimes I'll taste like the cold brew and it just, I, I taste like maple and I taste like chocolate. Actually the one, the one cold brew I do like is the, it's in a, it's this, I think it's called like Stoke or something. That one's pretty good. It's in like a blue, a blue bottle. That one doesn't taste like the plastic bottle, which a lot of the, the pre-packed cold brew ones do. Like, no offense, the Starbucks brand tastes like the plastic bottle. Like, the notes of flavor you're getting aren't oak. They aren't, you know, chocolatey. They aren't nutty. They're um, very much BPA and plastic and um, probably some sort of carcinogen, a nitrate maybe, just a nitrate or two. So... I'm not a fan of cold brew, even from like actual Starbucks. I'll drink it. Like if they don't have the iced coffee, I'll get. I'll just get the regular cold brew. Also, the cold brew is more expensive, and we're balling on a budget. I spent all my money on microphones. Okay, but my point in bringing this up was two reasons. One, you know, my regular order obviously very different from a pumpkin spice latte, so that might be why it doesn't exactly click for me. But as was about to be my main point before I started talking about plastic bottles. Anybody who wants to ridicule or um, comment on me getting an iced coffee in the winter months, you know, that's totally fine. You can have your views, uh, but you better be getting your Coke at McDonald's warm, okay? You better be ordering your A&W root beer um, in some sort of mold, uh, boiled version, because how is it any different for me to drink a coffee with ice cubes or a Coke? with ice cubes. I'm just asking the question. Like, when you go to McDonald's in February, you get an iced drink. You get a soft drink, don't you? Do you not? It's just, it's just interesting because I was thinking about that because part of me was like, yeah, that is really stupid for me getting, you know, to be getting iced coffee when I'm already cold. But then I was thinking I would get a, an iced Coke at McDonald's Unless you're one of those people who's like, ew, I don't like McDonald's. McDonald's is gross. See, I half believe, I, I, you know, I never want to say that someone is, is a liar. I don't want to say, you know, 
Um, no, you're just saying that to appear healthy. I'm sure there are people who really don't like the taste of McDonald's, but I think it's because you've decided psychologically that it's gross. Like I, I, I think most people could, over time, if you got over the fact that it was probably filled with the same things that make the plastic bottle liquid taste gross, you'd probably realize that, I mean, a cheeseburger from McDonald's is pretty freaking good. But nonetheless, even if you're going to like a salad place, you know, you're probably getting an ice water. That's all I'm saying. They're not that different. So, you know, respect people's beverage temperatures. If, if you come away with one thing, you know, every week I try and give you one maybe life lesson, um, maybe a, a tip. Respect the temperature at which people wish to consume their beverages. The end. But not actually the end because I haven't fulfilled my, you know, weekly obligation. I need about like six or seven more minutes. So you're going to have to bear with me for a little bit longer. Um, so because this is a audio podcast, there was a point where I was thinking about maybe doing a video component. But now that I'm alone, um, I have to, you know, make this breaking news announcement. It'll probably never happen because uh, that just sounds like a lot of work to get. First of all, I mean, hell, I'm going to have to start buying like video equipment that I'm never going to use. Like I'll buy like a, a full um, camera set, maybe hire like employees, cameramen, camera women, camera people to, you know, film me. And then I'll end up just recording it on Zoom because that's usually how I do stuff as detailed extensively on this podcast. Um, so yeah, the video component will never happen. So I would like to kind of explain um, the fact that even though you can't see me, my hand is going wild. I talk so much with my hands. I've switched um, the, the hand that I'm holding, the phone that I'm recording this with, about seven times, uh, particularly during that last bit about the, um, the beverage temperatures. I, I seem to have you know, really developed a passion for that. So my hand was just like flying around, you know, hitting nothing, hitting the air. I looked like I was playing some sort of VR experience thing, just like whacking stuff that's not there. Um, so I really, I, I, I thought for a second, you know, maybe I need to try and fix that. Really, who cares? Maybe it gets me more expressive. It made me wonder, people in, who do animated movies, first of all, that's the gig to get. If anyone needs me, I mean, this is probably not the correct episode to promote myself to do an animated movie because I just spent five minutes in the beginning talking about what a terrible nasally voice I have. But if anybody is casting animated movies, particularly for parts about... Um, nasally like maybe that'll be like my niche if you have a, a character who's supposed to have a nasally voice hire me i would like to put myself forward for the job i can also do um a few different accents i think my british accent um it's not very good but i've done it a few times on this podcast so maybe you could go back i think specifically episode two the royally convicted episode um we do a lot of british segments um so you could really get a um I really traveled the whole region of the UK. I did some Scottish. I did some, you know, London. I did some um, Irish. Maybe not on purpose, but it was all in there somewhere. I usually mix in some Australian as well, completely by accident. Um, so you could really get a sense, again, in episode two of what the accents I can do. But if you just want borderline nasally, um, general nasal, um, you could definitely just listen to any episode of the podcast to really hear what I could bring to your film. Um, but yeah, I really think that that's my, that's my calling. 
because you can show up in sweatpants because again they're not filming you you'd probably have to like maybe a few of the days get dressed a little bit up because i'm sure they do some sort of like behind the scenes like filming of like you recording shrek but i i've always wondered if the people that do these movies or even these commercials or whatever like do they get into the studio booth sit at the mic stand put the headphones on and like really go for it or do they sit there like deadpan just like try to cash the check and get it over with i feel like you could probably hear when people are are really giving it like shrek is actually the whole the whole trilogy or there might be four of them the whole what's the word for four when it's a trilogy for four for religion, the whole four, I think it's saga, the saga for religion of Shrek, every single movie is good. So I bet you those actors were like breaking stuff, um, knocking stuff over like me, um, you know, very Italian in their hand movements like myself, but maybe in, you know, maybe the less successful animated movies like, um, you know, maybe like a how to train your dragon or no, that movie wasn't too bad. What's a, what's a bad, what's a bad animated movie? Ooh, okay, this one kind of hurts because I love Spongebob, but, like, there there was a Spongebob movie recently. It was just not, like, it was, it was not that great. Now, don't ask me why I was watching Spongebob. The new Spongebob movie in the year 2020 was probably last year, 2021. It just, the, the plot, I didn't really understand. The first, all of the, the Spongebob series is great. The first Spongebob movie from probably like 2005, 2006, that was excellent. I'm, I'm sure that got a lot of awards. Um, it's like up there with Shrek in my opinion, but like the more recent movie, it wasn't that great. So like, I'm sure whoever was voicing, you know, SpongeBob, Squidward, uh, Patrick, I'm sure, you know, maybe they decided that their hands were gonna stay still for that particular performance because I mean, that's the, the energy I was getting from their their vocal performances. I can't remember what exactly the movie was called, but it was it was from last year and they made SpongeBob like I guess 3D would be the word. Like he was always was he in 3D? N- no, he wasn't 3D. They they like made it fancier. I never got why they all they do that with these shows. They'll be like, "Okay, you know, we've been doing this for 20 years. Let's make it fancy." And it always just it makes it look worse and it like takes you out of it a little bit. So this is my, I mean, I'm technically like a financial advisor at this point because I'm advising these movie studios to not waste your money on updating these cartoons because it just, it's not necessary. Like we can, we can look at SpongeBob in 2D in the quality of 1999 or whenever when it started. I'm pretty sure SpongeBob's older than me. We like, we like it. Like we're fine. We, that, that's what we're used to. We don't need to go updating stuff. Instead, maybe take the money that you would have spent updating SpongeBob. I believe they updated Dora as well. They made her like older, which I think is probably necessary because for anyone that doesn't know the concept of Dora the Explorer, as well as um, the, uh, the sister show, uh, Diego the Explorer, or no, it was Go Diego Go. They were literally like five years old going on adventures alone with like a strange cat or no what was the boots i believe that was the guy's name um and like the, her backpack that talked um and they were always being chased by like this fox like swiper no swiping how was she five again 
there was no permission slip. This goes back to Polar Express, how people were just getting on trains, not telling their parents where they're going. I'm 22, and I still say, like, hey, mom, hey, dad, I'm going here. Um, I'm here. I've arrived. Arrive alive. We're good. I didn't see Dora doing that. I didn't see Dora taking out her cell phone and saying, hey, mom, dad, guardian. There's not even parents in these shows. Max and Ruby is another one. I'm coming for you. Where was the, they had a grandma, but there was no, there was no mom. There was no dad. And you could see on the pictures on the walls, for those of you who don't know, Max and Ruby, I'm really jumping all over the place. My hand, I'm telling you, I've pretty much touched the ceiling at this point. Max and Ruby was a show about, you guessed it, Max and Ruby. I believe they were bunnies. They were siblings. Max didn't do a whole lot of talking. It was a lot of Ruby. Um, so I guess I'm the Ruby of this podcast, of the Nobody Asked for this podcast. And you never saw their dad or their mom. You would occasionally see their grandma. But it's like, was Ruby just like, you know, had a full-time job? Like, I know she paid piano. Did she make money off of that piano? Was she an influencer? We don't know. She just... She was, they had this like big house, like they were able to afford house, they were able to eat, they would have dinner scenes, but like you didn't see anyone cooking, like they would just walk into the kitchen and there was food on the table, which I didn't really understand, but I didn't think too hard. It's that whole thing of you watch a show when you're younger and you just don't question things, like you just accept what they're, what they're telling you and then you watch it again and you're older and you're like, wait, what is that? What is wrong with that? What is wrong with that? And it's actually, it's, it's kind of sad and it's kind of funny. It's sad because you're like, well, I really was just an idiot. And they, Disney thought I was dumb. And they were right. I was dumb. I didn't realize that two rabbits can't, you know, be homemakers at six and seven years old. And one of them doesn't even talk. You know, it's just, and, and I bought it. I bought it. So I am the idiot Disney. That might have not been a Disney show, but regardless. It's just a little bit confusing how all these kid shows have no parents like of, or guardians of any kind you know every family looks different but there's no like no one that these kids have to you know approve these wild adventures that they're going on beforehand so it's just a little it's just a little strange um but anyway big movie studio heads um save your money stop updating the cartoons just keep whatever quality you were when you were most successful and we'll be fine with that. And, and in fact, um, I'll give you two options with the remaining budget. Donate it to a charity. But like actually donate to a charity. Like show us the, the stub, maybe a few different charities. Or donate it to the Nobody Asked for this podcast. One of the two. I'll be fine with either. I'll be perfectly happy with both, with both options. Actually, speaking of me giving um, information and advice to the movie people... I've actually made an incredibly genius call the other day. And by the other day, I mean probably like six months ago. Um, where I live, they shoot a lot of like movies usually, especially those like Hallmark ones that like I think they shoot in like two and a half days. And, you know, they start filming them in like literally October. They were filming a Christmas movie and it was on TV in like two months. The turnaround time is like shorter than my essays. I'm pretty sure... I submitted an essay like before they started filming the Christmas movie Lifetime situation in my neighborhood. And by the time it was on TV, I still hadn't got it marked. I hadn't got my mark back for that same essay. That's how fast they're doing these things. Um, but, you know, in my general vicinity, not my neighborhood, but in, you know, the surrounding cities where I live, there's this like huge 
hotel that I was at one point, this hotel, and it's not anymore. And it looked kind of like abandoned for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? A movie studio should buy that. They could change it up and they could use it for like, if, I don't know if you're doing like a haunted house show. You could use the inside because it was huge. You could use the inside as like you could maybe keep half of it a hotel. And if you're filming a show about a hotel, you could do that. And then the other half, you could just kind of turn into whatever you needed it to be for that particular show. You could use the outside as like a spooky place. You could make it look like a tropical place. Like it was literally the perfect building. I was like, why does a studio not buy this? And I'm like 98% sure a studio did. So two things, either they heard my idea, they caught wind and copied me, or I just had the same idea as people who have a job in the filming entertainment Um, Because, again, I am an entertainer. Um, So I'm basically on the same level as, you know, people really high up in the business who have the budget to buy a huge abandoned hotel. So, I mean, if that's not um, a cry for a job in any sort of field that would require me to do decision making, like if that isn't enough to prove to you that I'm a genius, then like I I really, I mean, hey, I don't know what else I I can offer you at this point. So yeah, just, just, you know, in conclusion, what did we learn today? We learned um, Max and Ruby should have been a little bit more thorough. Polar Express, your time is coming. We'll see you in December, bud. Um, what else did we learn? We learned that I deserve some sort of um, financial compensation for my good ideas and or job. Um, we learned that um, this podcast will probably never be videoed. Because I would spend so much money on buying the equipment and then probably just record it um, last minute on Zoom, as is patterned in my behavior. Uh, We learned that I talk a lot. We learned that I talk way too long, Uh, not in terms of duration, but in terms of uh, words per sentence. I have a real gift at um, turning something that could be so simple into a significantly longer sentence, you know. It could all be so simple, but I'd rather make it hard. That could actually be, I realize I switched melodies about eight times, but that could actually be the intro music to this podcast, and I will look into getting the rights. That's the other thing. So I've I've addressed the um, TV industry. I've addressed the uh, doctor industry, particularly the ear, nose, and throat community. Um, the nas- the people that are going to help me with my nasally voice or not help me with my nasally voice, depending on the things we uncover. Um, the, the last industry I would like to address in this episode is the lawyer industry. I might have mentioned you briefly before, but I have a quick question. Am I allowed to play like clips of songs in my podcast or like clips from movies? Because at the very beginning, like when we started, I had... I just kind of went through the list of like funny stuff that we would say and would probably like reference on the show. And I had them ready to go as like sound bars. And even if, I don't know if anyone notices, but at the end of every podcast, there's like a, a toilet flush. I had that, like I just kind of Googled like toilet flushing noise. Um, I got several um, um, results in that search that I don't actually want to talk about. Um, and they scar me to this day, but there was one that was just, you know, pretty safe. It was just a a toilet flushing noise.
So I, I downloaded that. But yeah, I had about 10 sounds and they were in, maybe four of them were in the first episode. And then I kind of got, I kind of thought about it again. And I was like, wait, could we get like, obviously not sued because not enough people are listening to this for anyone important to hear it. But like, I think you can sometimes get like taken down if they hear like there's a copywritten content. So if there's any lawyers that, that could clear that up, entertainment lawyers, um, because I feel like I could probably play like 10 seconds of a song. I'm sure like other podcasts do. Like, I don't think that's a problem, but like, I don't want to get in trouble. And again, I realize that that makes it sound like I sound like the person who's always scared that they're going to get murdered as if like anyone cares enough. You know what I mean? Like it's almost, um, not selfish, but it's almost like a little bit narcissistic in nature to be like, I'm going to get murdered. It's like, okay, well you really think someone's going to risk going to jail forever? Like for you? Like, hope not. That would suck. Um, but yeah, so if there's, if there's anyone that can give me any clarity on that, maybe that could be part of the trade with the movie industry. Like, if you want to give me, like, like nine-tenths of what you were going to give me for giving you that brilliant idea of buying the abandoned um, hotel that no one was using, give me a little bit less of that money and then, of that settlement, and then give me just that, that quick answer, yes or no, of I can use this, I can't. Because it also sounds like a lot of editing work that I would totally be fine doing, but I just want to make sure that it's not going to come back and bite me in the proverbial digital butt. So that is my, my cry, my final industry that I'm addressing, I'm addressing. We got lawyers, we got doctors, we have entertainers such as myself. So before I ramble any longer, it's funny, I, when I started recording this, I truly had absolutely, as I'm sure you can tell, I had absolutely no plans. Sometimes I have like, like a note or two, or I, you know, I've read some stories, like the Zeller story, like the roller coaster that we've detailed extensively the last few episodes. Um, I've also said detailed extensively about eight times this podcast, so please forgive me. But I really didn't think I had anything to say today. And I mean, we filled it. This might be one of the longest episodes yet. So, you know, coming to you live from my beanbag chair filled with uh, chip crumbs. I'm lying in, in chip dust, horizontal. Um, I, again, really appreciate you you listening to my show, even if one of you did. I wonder if there's anybody who I'm not related to. Because again, I look at these numbers and it's, they're all accounted for, you know what I mean? It's like, one was me accidentally clicking the button, two was me purposefully clicking the play button to make sure that it downloaded properly, and then like, the other two are family that I then hear from after. So, I mean, one of these days, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get, you know, an unaccounted for listen, and, and, and that is when I'll be a true entertainer. So, if you are that unaccounted listener, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, I'll continue to be here. We're going to see us through to the Polar Express episode at least. I mean, come on, I've teased it now. I can't, I can't not. Maybe next week I'll get my stuff together and do that episode that I was planning. Actually, I, I'm going to reveal it. I'm going to do a, um, you know, I was trying to think what is something that I know a lot about what is something that I can present to the class? You know, these are, are slowly becoming like presentations that like I would give in school. Um, actually, very eerily similar to when everything went on Zoom and I had to give a Zoom presentation. 
And I just really hoped that during it, like my Wi-Fi would cut out or like the entire Zoom server would shut down so I didn't have to give the presentation. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But what did happen is obviously this was like literally like maybe April 2020, like early April. Everything was like very, very fresh. Nobody knew how to work Zoom. I was, I think my, it was my second year of university. I say that like it was like eight years ago and I'm trying to remember, like how could I remember something that happened so long ago? Um, but no, yeah, it was like very early on, very new to the technology. Um, a lot of the professors were, you know, maybe a little bit older and maybe had a little bit, they actually all did a very good job. All of my professors did a very good job of adapting to Zoom. But of course it's a, it's a bit harder, especially if you're older, like you're still trying to figure out, you know, how stuff that used to be done on paper is now all digital. But um, when I was doing like a Zoom presentation, obviously everyone is on mute with their video off. So it literally feels like you're talking to nobody and nothing, which is great practice for the podcast. So thank you, Zoom, for all that you have done. But all of this to say, the thing that I decided I, I knew well enough and, and was interested in researching for one of the episodes, maybe not next episode, because, you know, as we've learned, I'm a bit flaky on my promises, um, it would be an episode on um, all of the different shows on the TLC network. Uh, They were, I mean, they had a great run there for a second, and they still do with, you know, the 90 Day Fiancés and the um, Sister Wives and all those. But, you know, for a while, they had some very wacky shows that I just kind of wanted to um, mention, talk talk about my experience watching them. Um, probably watching them, you know, way too young. I was really flipping back and forth between Max and Ruby, Polar Express, and like My Strange Addiction. So that that is the episode that is coming. My research and development team is currently on it. They are putting working tirelessly around the clock since lunch to get this done. Um, so coming soon to a podcast provider service near you. So one last time, thank you for joining me. Um, you can find the Nobody Asked Pod... Uh, no, what is this called? Nobody Asked for this podcast. Nobody Asked podcast, sure. Nobody podcast, just podcast. Anywhere podcasts can be found, that's Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, I think Stitcher, iHeartRadio, um, Link, not LinkedIn, but what's um, like uh, Tuned In or something? Amazon? I tell your Alexa to play... Nobody asked for this podcast. Um, tell your friends. Yeah, tell a friend, okay? If you're listening to this and you're an unaccounted for listener, if you think not family and not me, tell a friend. I'd really appreciate it. Um, tell a family member. I'm very family friendly, I have to say. So there's really, you could, you know, if you have like a like an infant in your life who is just learning about podcasts and sounds and voices, I think I could be a good option. If you have, you know, an, an older person in your life who maybe has, you know, some time there you know, in retirement, chilling with the grandkids, I could also be an option. If you're anywhere in between, again, I'm an option. So, I mean, hey, let's get the word out there, word of mouth. Um, I was actually thinking, maybe instead of trying to trend on TikTok, maybe I should find like a niche like social media platform, like maybe we bring back MySpace, like maybe I become like next big hit on MySpace because again, TikTok 
there's a lot of competition. Everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone is you know, dancing. And again, because this is not a visual experience, I feel like it wouldn't make sense for me to start doing TikTok dances per se. Um, so maybe let's like make our own app. Like I'll make it nobody asked for this podcast social media site where I just happen to be like number one. I'll be the MySpace Tom. You know, like how when you signed up for MySpace, you automatically had one friend and it was Tom. I'll be that version. So yeah, that'll be our goal. I'm just going to start. I'm, I'm 2022 is a wash. You know, the pumpkins are going to be here. Um, 2022, no, we're in 2022. 2023 is like so around the corner. Polar Express season, it's going to come and go before we even know it. So I'm just going to start making goals for 2023. I will become AOL Messenger's new influencer. MySpace's next sensation. So have you. I have to figure out if that's still a thing. Um, yeah, so I've basically been trying to wrap this up for a good 20 minutes, but I just keep talking. I'm like, do you know when you're trying to say goodbye to somebody and then you first say goodbye like at the kitchen, like you're maybe at a dinner party or like someone invited you over to their house. So then you first start saying goodbye at the kitchen and then maybe like you start like inching towards either like the front door area, the foyer, the foyer, or like if there's stairs to their front door, like you maybe get to the stairs and then you start saying goodbye again. And then maybe you like walk a little bit closer to the door and then something else comes up and then you think, oh shoot, like I forgot my phone charger. So you got to run back upstairs and the process starts again. And then the host is like, oh, I forgot to give you, you know, this leftover food. And in your head, you were thinking like, I'm getting close to the door. They, they forgot about the food. I'm not going to have to bring home like, you know, the leftover, whatever. Hopefully they don't remember. Let's, you know, let's get to the door. Let's get to the car. It's like that IKEA commercial where you're like, get in the car, get in the car, like get the TV. No, hurry up. But then because you forgot your phone charger and had to travel backwards, you know, away from the front door, they remembered. And then you get, you know, the, the plate of, you know, whatever pork chops. And then, you know, the process starts again. You start getting closer to the door, closer to the door. You start saying goodbye again. And then, of course, you open the door. And then while you're outside, you have about a 10-minute conversation. And then you start freezing. So you're like, oh, this is my perfect excuse to leave. But then you get into the car. And then the person, like, follows you out into the car park. I think that's, like, British slang for... Oh, no, the driveway. The driveway. The parkway. They follow you out into the driveway. And then, then like, you start the car, but then you have to roll down the window because they're still talking, and then you're saying goodbye, and then you, you know, start reversing, you reverse out, but then they keep talking, so then while you're still in reverse, but you've reversed as much as you need to, before you go into park and start driving away, you say goodbye for the last time, you drive off, then comes the, wa- the waving stage, and it's like the 15-step goodbye process. Someone should write a book on it. Publishing industry, get on it, Okay. Um, but yeah, all of that to say, thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm going to go now. Uh, my phone slash extremely fancy microphone recording equipment is about to die. Um, but I, I appreciate you listening. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you've never noticed the toilet flushing noise at the end of the podcasts, one, how dare you never get to the end of one. And two, here I present you with that noise.